Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft discussion here on this glorious day. Could pound big, heavy, 10-pound drops on us, so and Sophie. Cut it short or duck into the woods or, I don't know, you'll know what's happening anyway. So, my name is Kimberly Quinn, and I am thrilled to be here on this glorious, glorious cloudy morning with the Budweiser Symphony. There are a lot of frogs in this pond, I'm just saying. There's like teenagers that still have their tail. There's, uh, the babies are gone, the big fat pollywogs. But anyway, um, some salamanders. There's little G. Say hi, little G. Okay, so today, you know, I've done things before. Done at least one thing before on authentic leadership. And this, it's, this is like a little different spin, additional spin. And so if you're wondering, oh, she bounces around all over the place. Weren't we just talking about depression and spirituality? You're right, we were. And I do bounce around because I follow my heart. In addition to my fast mind, I'm led around this planet by my heart. And like it's kind of like what comes into me. What all, sometimes it's also what I'm experiencing in my own life. Sometimes it's what I'm reading. Sometimes it's what people say to me. Because remember, the inspiration is in spirit. It's just what lands with us, right? And so I... I follow, I follow what lands with me and it just, so far it's worked out pretty okay. Okay, so as far as effective leadership, authentic leadership, um, what I'm adding to this time, because I did not say it the last time, I don't believe, is that um, this is a one-size-fits-all situation. Oh, and even though I bounce around all over the place like I'm doing at this minute, there's still a main theme, which is authenticity. No matter what it is I'm talking about, authenticity, meaning, purpose, you know, value living your best life. If that's all, no matter what it is, whatever the topic is. Okay, so back to leadership. It is not one size fits all. So um, it's kind of like, I think people forget that. Good, well-meaning leaders forget that, especially if they're not parents, because that matters. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to have been a parent to be a good leader. I'm not saying that either, because uh, certainly there are plenty of leaders out there who are not parents who are good leaders. However, in my opinion, it really helps, because I'm not sure this would come to you unless you were a parent or, or something or somehow it happened organically in some other way. But just like parenting, you know, we, we, we have five, fab, the, the, uh, the fab five now plus two daughters-in-law. Okay. But raising that the five, the five kids, we don't parent. You'd also know this if you were a teacher, actually, we don't parent a 10 year old, like we would parent a five year old, even that short distance, that's huge developmentally. We wouldn't parent a teenager the way we parent a five-year-old or a 10-year-old. And we wouldn't parent a young adult. We need to let the rope out lots and lots as we would parent a teenager or, or a younger elementary age child. Yet sometimes leaders get locked into this and they, they, they manage, you know, people, you know, new employees fresh out of college or maybe graduate school in their 20s, um, the same as you would manage a midlifer or somebody in the middle in their 30s or 40s with their own kids. And it's not the same. And it doesn't work well. It's not effective. It is not effective. And it can cause problems. It can cause a real big rift, even when nobody's, you know, when you're not realizing it. So, you know, somebody fresh out of college or graduate school, like, you know, 20s, maybe 30, might really do well with the, I don't want to say my way or the highway, but just a lot of direction. And we all need some direction from our leaders, right? That's what they're in. That's what they're there for, right? To provide us with direction and also support and hopefully to bring out the best in us. But this doesn't happen when we don't get it, that leadership is not one size fits all. When we don't get that, that it causes problems because that person who's, let's say 25 or, or 28 or maybe 30, maybe 30, they have a little bit of experience, maybe by 30, 
but they, they're looking for, you know, some real strong direction. And for you to kind of just, I'm saying not tell them what to do like they're, you know, enlisted or something, but they're, they're more dependent on that kind of structure and guidance than somebody who's more seasoned. Again, it doesn't mean the more seasoned person doesn't need direction, um, but the more seasoned person, just like you would amp up the, the explanation, disciplinary explanation even, with a teenager than you would with a five-year-old, five-year-old would have two choices like ketchup or mustard that's it or it's not you know you need to share your toys and you know just basic the teenager and definitely the young adult are going to want to know not necessarily disciplinary just in general uh maybe why we're making this move or why this school is better for you or why it's maybe better for you to choose one of the activities because you're overextended with a five-year-old you would just say pick one karate or dance or whatever right but with a, a teenager, you would have more of a discussion. Well, amp that up in the seasoned adult world, in the workplace, and it's not different. Somebody in their midlife is going to want and need a whole lot more agency. Not just, we're taking your office, we need it for somebody else. Or not just, well, we're going to move you here because, okay? It, it, it's just, that's not going to work well. And there's going to be some sort of... Um, you know, the season crew is going to resist and rebel differently. But the point is, um, really what the main problem is, is it, is it affects trust. And obviously, a happy employee is a more productive employee. And also the longevity, because in the broad sense, there are two ways to lead, right? There's respect and there's fear. One lasts a whole lot longer than the other one. And also the productivity, the creativity, the whole well-being situation will be better if somebody is leading with respect. So like the my way or the highway, the just this is what we're doing kind of thing, even if it seems more subtle, you know, there's everybody smiling and talking, but this is what we're going to be doing. And instead of saying, this is what I'd like to do, what are your thoughts? How do you feel? That is how somebody should be managing and leading with somebody who's, you know, it's tough to pick an actual age because everybody's different, but definitely like mid to late thirties, forties, definitely the fifties. In the fifties, they're, you know, they're going to be retired probably within the next, you know, five or 10 years. This is, people are a whole different place. Many of they've had lives, have been around the block a ton of times. Um, anybody's lived to be, you know, 55, 65 is, has had some heartache going. It, it's just, it's much better to realize and get when you lead what life stage that person is in who you are having a conversation with because you're having a talk with a 25 year old or a 55 year old that conversation over the same exact thing should be much 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 different way different i think a lot of leaders don't realize that and it causes big problems okay and then the next one we talked about before i'm just going to add to it is to be an active listener true in life rather than thinking about what you're going to say next um have the the approach of tell me more you don't have to say that you can say that i guess tell me more because it's about it's actively listening but it's also listening deeply deeply realize that when that person that employee is in the chair or the couch or walking whatever you're doing to have the conversation realize that that employee is all you care about in that moment just be 100 percent mindful and attentive with her him or them in that moment with the attitude, because it'll come across if you don't say it. We can feel when somebody is authentically in our ribcage, not in a violating way, but authentically really listening and conveying, um, you know, just 100% just 100% present. We can totally, totally feel that. So actively listen, 
and listen deeply as if your life depended on it. And there's no, no one more important in that situation than that employee. Even if you're getting ready to fire them, they're still the most important person, thing you have going on in those minutes. Okay? And to treat them like you would treat yourself. Okay, that can be hard to do. We can forget forget the golden rule, but you can't go wrong with it. Pretend like you're in the chair being fired. How would you talk to you? Pretend you're in the chair and somebody's saying, well, we really want to give up, give up the office you've had and you're so happy in and give it to somebody else. Or we just want to move you for the heck of it. Be be yourself in those shoes and see how does that feel? You know, or whatever it is you're, you're um, making a change with. We'd like to change departments. We'd like to, you know, whatever, 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 whatever. And then... The last one for now, only because I try to keep these videos, um, you know, short. I mean, we're talking about being authentic. We, when we take our authenticity into anything we do, we bring success to it. Whether you're a leader, whether you're not a leader, you're an employee, you're just starting out in the workforce, whether you're a parent, a partner, a child, you know, anywhere along the child developmental spectrum, whether you're out there, you know, a best friend, a sibling, whatever you're doing, you bring your authenticity you will bring success even to changing a diaper, okay? To making hot dogs on the grill, bring success to it. Okay, so the last thing is, as a leader, um, to be super effective um, and have the highest degree of workplace well-being is also to have a sense of humor. A crack a joke, make funnies, put memes up, put stuff up on the walls. Be fun, you know? People that are having fun are also going to be more apt to be happy therefore productive, and therefore last longer. Because here's the thing, it comes back to mindfulness, also gratitude. It, my, mindfulness, I'll stay with that right now. When we are laughing, because somebody cracked a joke or there's a funny something hanging up in the office, when we're laughing, we can't be anxious in that moment. When we're laughing, we can't be angry. When we're laughing, we can't be frustrated, sad, distressed. All we are doing is laughing. We are in that moment. It's that spontaneity that actually brings joy so have a sense of humor if you don't think you're that funny person then then again reach out with funny stuff to put on the walls ask for help G gotta have fun there are ways to have fun in the office and also it brings that human element um and then last i didn't really add this in in the, in the beginning um but to have the attitude even if you don't say it that so and so even if you're i don't care if you're a ceo of of goldman sachs okay have the have the attitude of um, all the employees who supposedly work under you, they work with me. When you speak, oh, so-and-so who works with us, not for us, with us. Nothing's going to happen to your power, your power differential. They get it. They know. They know who's signing the checks. They know what to, what happens if they're late too many times, you know. Trust me, they know. It, it, but, you, but if you change your words, it brings authenticity and respect and trust and appreciation into your relationship. So so-and-so who works with me not for me. Okay. Authentic, effective leadership. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off for Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day.